talking about video games. which is back, and not only is it back, I'm making this pledge right now that this show will be produced on a more regular basis and not just whenever Eddie and I feel like making a show together. That is my bow to you, the listener. Uh, I am Patrick Shanley. I don't have a job. I normally say my job right here. Right now, I'm unemployed and I'm watching golf. But I'm also a big video game fan and I've worked in the industry for a while. And joining me, as always, is my best friend and co-host and somebody who knows more about video games than I do easily, Edmund Arnold. I don't know about any more, but <laughs> I used to when we first started this thing. I think that you was, have me beat now. Wasn't that the reason we came up with this name? Was that like I didn't know that much about video games? Or I, call it Con I, our first name was Namek Versaian. That which, those were the Because days. we were both Dragon Ball Z super fans um, before Dragon Ball Z became what it is now. Um, Pitching seemed... that name to people while I was at THR was the funniest thing in the entire world. Like reaching out to people when I was at THR and being like, this podcast isn't really for THR. I'll just write it up for THR. And it's also named after Dragon Ball Z, which has nothing to do with video games. And it was just confused a lot of people. I mean, it, I... It was, we started as like a geek culture podcast, I think. And then yeah, we I guess like so. leaned into like, no, we're going to do all video <laughs> games because there's too many. If there's like two billion podcasts out there. Um, and let's separate ourselves by being with the one million uh video game podcast that's what I, we were doing i sat down it was either this is a douchey story but it's pretty funny i uh, at e3 i think one year i think it was when doug bowser first took over for reggie Philomay at nintendo of america he's the president of nintendo of america people Ooh, know. Okay. yeah i'm super fancy anyway yeah. i sat down with him and he came in and he mentioned the podcast and i think it was still called namek versus saiyan and i could see him like struggling with the name when he said it and i'm just like the fact that i got this guy to say this stupid name of a podcast to me <laughs> then we took it then we took a nintendo name and splatted all over the place yeah no, and we, we didn't get sued artists. so i feel yeah like we're not big enough blessing. Wait, wait till we get like 1,000. No, we have a. Wait till we get like 20,000 views on one podcast. Yeah. We're going to get it. Very, yeah, or if we ever order. monetize this thing in any capacity oh, whatsoever. Oh, gosh, yeah. We will get a cease and desist order so fast. Um, yeah. Well, until then, we're the Donkey yeah. Kong artists. Um, Welcome back. Speaking of business, uh, one of the most interesting things. Uh, this story should really be a much bigger story. and I, think I don't understand how it wasn't. It's I was insane. Like, yeah, it was should have been everywhere, but whatever. Okay. Uh, the story that we're talking about and reacting to so strongly is that MLB The Show, which has been a PlayStation exclusive since when? Like 2009, I think? Yeah. I really should have done. Is it? I got it right off the bat? Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Uh, MLB The Show, which has been a PlayStation exclusive since 2009, is now on Xbox as well as PlayStation. What makes this even funnier to me is that it's literally in, it's developed internally by San Diego Studio, which is a subsidiary of PlayStation. And not a subsidiary as if, like, you know, PlayStation bought up like a thing. It was developed internally by PlayStation just to make games like this. And now it's coming out on Xbox. And not only is it coming out on Xbox, which is a crazy enough story in and of itself... It's it's debuting on Game Pass day and date of when it launches, which means if you have Game Pass on Xbox, you don't even have to pay for the game. You just get it. This is crazy. It is. This is crazy. This is letting your marquee game go over to your competitor, and basically your competitor is offering your marquee game for free. Um, not for free, but essentially oh, for free. Essentially right? for free, yeah, as part yes. of the subscription service. And, you know, you don't own the game because I've seen a lot of places people are like, well, you don't actually own the game. You're just renting it. But, and either way, this is monumental for PlayStation to have. One, if it's – and, like, when I say premier titles, this is the PlayStation title. Oh, no like, doubt. When I think about PlayStation, I think about Nathan Drake. I think about – honestly, the show is the second thing that, that comes to mind when I think about Before PlayStation. Before Kratos? Oh, yeah, maybe Kratos. Okay, yeah, Kratos. And then, like, the sh but the show was the thing that moved the PlayStation 2. This was the thing mm -hmm. that moved the PlayStation 3. This is why people had the PlayStation 3 system. I, I, that's true. I bought one because of this game, because Colin Kodega told me that <laughs> this game was amazing. I remember watching him play it and be like, dude, shit, I need to get a PlayStation 3. I mean, Colin was the one that got everybody on the show. Colin yeah. was, I mean, I think it was before the show, Colin was big, and we're bringing, we should have had Colin on this podcast. Yeah, but. seriously, and PlayStation owes Colin money because he's they, out there no, hitting yeah, the streets. That, what was the baseball, see, Colin would kill me right now. What was the baseball game that was before, was it MVP? Was that the baseball game on Xbox before? Ooh, maybe MLB. Because I remember there being a great baseball game. On MVP Xbox. baseball, yep. Yeah, it was MVP baseball. 
And I remember when MVP Baseball got canceled, there was like an uproar, and people were reluctant to get to the show. And I remember a few people, like a few people that I know, this is an anecdotic story, by the way, a few people that I know got onto the show, and then that was just, it changed everything. And then MV, like um, MVP, I think, lost. I don't know exactly how that MVP story went about, but I know it was it ceased, it was gone, mm-hmm. and the, the show was the only baseball game offered right now. So, so it wasn't just that it was the only game, which it was. It's like with Madden, which has now changed um, because uh, 2K is going to be making NFL games. But regardless, it doesn't matter. Even if it wasn't the only game that you could play baseball with, it still would have been the best game anyway because this game is stupendous. Like, it almost transcends being a sports game. It's so good. It's really good. And, yeah. it, you know, it's getting the last three to four years, I admit, I agree with people, it's, beca- it's gotten like that Madden treatment where it doesn't have any competition that's pushing it, for- pushing it forward. I don't know how this is going to look with it being on two separate consoles. I don't know if this is going to be something that's going to, you know, push the envelope. We're going to get more improvements. I know the road to the show hasn't seen any improvements. Uh, it got like a little a role-playing mode. It got some more reactions where you could build relationships with characters, but it hasn't seen a over-vamp of a lot of those features, and I know I'm a big Road of the Show fan. Um, so I know you know, I know they're bringing in more legendary characters that you can add to your uh, your teams. I know Diamond Dynasty is really big, where it's basically like a fantasy uh, sports thing where you have like trading cards that you add to game um, players to your team. It, it's very popular. I know people pay for cards. So I'm interested to see what this is going to look like for this game down the line. I'm wondering if you're going to see more PlayStation-exclusive features only. If you're going to see more Xbox exclusive features only, because like you can only get Babe Ruth or something on the PlayStation. Version. I mean, that's I. I wonder if that's going to happen because what is PlayStation going to have do to keep people um, with this game? Hot I mean, scoop! You can only system. play as Spider Man on the PlayStation version of the show. The only version of the show where Spider Man is in it is the PlayStation version. I mean, that's that's. <laughs> Because I'm under the impression of, like, why, if I'm a baseball fan, and there's not a lot out, uh, uh, there's some people out there, but not a lot of people out there. If I'm a baseball fan, there's no point in me buying a PlayStation 5 to play anymore. I would recommend that people would go to the Xbox Series X or buy an Xbox Series S. There, I wouldn't even recommend yeah. buying a PlayStation 5 to buy this buy this game. Because well, why would you? you know? No, there's no uh, point. And really, right now, what is something to buy a console for anyway? You know? There isn't. The, there is a game pass terrible. is the well, i think games pass is the number one reason to buy a console if you don't already have like an xbox one and frankly as somebody who owns every console right now i don't really see that much of a difference between the new consoles and the old consoles other than the speed of which they run the which, loading times are ridiculous yeah. yeah um but other than that it, you know there's a little power like the 60 frames per second is a big difference i didn't think it was uh the 30 per 60 i used to be one of those people that's like oh this is um, but now I am completely on board. I've been playing, um, oh gosh, um, what have I been playing this week? Ratchet vs. Clank. Um, and I had, I played that 60 frames per Ratchet vs. Clank? Ratchet vs. Clank. Why did I say Ratchet? Ratchet and Clank. I, Godzilla vs. Kong is on my mind. Sorry. <laughs> they're partners. They're not Sorry. against each other. I, I'm just, you, Godzilla and Kong are partners too, and they're fighting against well, each other also. Well, spoil Sorry. the whole movie. Sorry. Right Sorry. So Ratchet, so Ratchet and Clank, I've been playing that 60 frames per second. It's a, it's a monumental difference. Um, so, you know, there's little things like that, but I just, I, you pay $15 a month mm-hmm. for the Game Pass, you get MLB The Show now, you get most of Xbox's um, first-party releases, which aren't that many, but you get those released that date, you get these old games that you want to Well, now you got all the, yeah, the Xbox before. 360 games that they just added tons exactly. of Exactly, you have all awesome kinds of games, yeah. They're old games, but they're games, right? Good they're games, games. That, it, games that you've never played, like I've never played all the Wolfensteins and I'm playing through them right now. Nice. on game pass so what does playstation have to offer besides the 80 dollar, 90 dollar jackie robinson special for the show <laughs> is, like, that, wait, that, is that a real thing they actually... no it's like if you buy the and it is so convoluted the way they're presenting this game you can either buy the 85 version for jack the jackie robinson special i don't know if there's a 60 dollar or 70 dollar version wait is that like and a collector's edition or it's I a collector's only play edition as jackie robinson in that version of the game you can only play as jackie robinson in that version of the game that's kind of gross get, dude like, it, mm, yeah it, but i will say all of the proceeds go to the jackie robinson foundation oh, all right um, still so, it's a little weird to use like because he's not just a baseball player he's also like a civil rights icon and, yeah like, and it's weird to use a black man as a purchasable whatever um okay so like <laughs> um i don't want to get into that but like yeah it's 
So yeah, I just the way the PlayStation's rolling it out, and then the Xbox, just, Microsoft just comes through, and they're like, hey, we're gonna offer this on our Game Pass for fifteen dollars a month. You know, if you don't like it, you can always you know not download it. Yes. Yes, you don't you don't own it, but <clears throat> I don't think people talk about if you have a game on Game Pass and you purchase it. A lot of these games are on sale if you already own them on Game Pass and you purchase them. So, I, Microsoft is just eating uh, Sony's lunch right now with this. Yeah, I kind of, I mean, this is weird. And we, in our pre-discussion before the podcast, we were like, have we ever actually been pro-Xbox and anti-PlayStation on a topic? And I think this might be a groundbreaking moment for the Donkey Kong Hours podcast, in which I think Xbox has a leg up right now. Uh, and it's weird because it's, it's what people have been saying for years, and I kept saying, like, this will pay off eventually. Uh, they have built out an infrastructure of they're making a user experience on Xbox. It's not just about like, oh, you come here for these types of games. No, it's the holistic experience of having Xbox. It's super easy to use. It looks really sleek. It's this great offering. We now have all these games. And I think it's it's starting to come to fruition. I think this is like one of the big first steps. And it's one that I don't think anyone ever could have predicted that this would be the game that I, did this. No, we... we Oh, the game. Okay, I'm, I thought you meant... I don't think anybody were, were predicted that, because we were predicting this. Oh, no, yeah, we had... Um, we had we talked we're about geniuses. This. We are. We're, pay us, damn it. Because um, <laughs> we were saying, we were like, Microsoft, even like in the last steps of the Xbox One col uh, colossal failure and the uh, PlayStation 4 majestic uh, return, like it, we saw, we saw the writing on the wall. Like Xbox was doing all these things to cater to the the calls of their fans, right? Mm -hmm. um, they were uh, changing the UI. They added Game Pass. They have all these controllers where you can customize them to to fit the way you want. Um, the accessibility options in Microsoft compared to PlayStation is monumental. Is a monumental difference. Um, Xbox Live uh, is way easier to manage than PSN. Uh, so you know, there's a whole bunch of I could, I could list and list and list and list of things that the Xbox prepared itself for this new release of the systems. Where Sony did not do any of that. Yeah. Sony was just like, oh, we're on the top. Like we're gonna roll out this PlayStation Five because people want it. Uh, we don't really care. Uh, we have the games, like, and they whatever, do have great games. I mean, I don't want to not say that they don't, but right now, if I'm buying one, there was the Spider-Man game, the Miles Morales game at the beginning. But I, there's, I mean, we can look at the numbers, but it wasn't really a console seller because it just kind of felt like DLC for the DLC. PS4 mm -hmm. Spider-Man game. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, it wasn't. There was no major, like you said, there were no major console sellers, and Xbox is guilty of this too. But at least Xbox gives you that Game Pass where you could download a whole bunch of games that you may have not played before and get an opportunity to play them. PlayStation does not have that option. Mm -hmm. um, Xbox has Quick Resume, which if you're like me, and I think a lot of people who play games, if you're playing two or three games, I can just go right back into a video game that I left um, to play another one. Right back to the point. No loading, no anything. It takes me right back to where I was. <clears throat> That is crazy to me. I still can't wrap my head over the fact that Xbox has this and PlayStation does it. And that it's not being talked about more because I so I'm primarily on my PlayStation because I have it in my living room and then my Xbox is in my um, bedroom and I don't really game as much on my Xbox. So that's changed with that Game Pass. Sorry, that's a very long way to say that on the PS5 you have the Switcher, which is great because you can hop between apps really quick. Is but it? It's all right. It's definitely better than the PS4. It has the last three apps that you were in. Like whatever. Okay. Yeah, it's keep, not. Keep I know Sorry. it's not extensive, and you can't hop between games, which is no. really it's quite frustrating, especially for somebody who has to play a lot of games. Well, did <laughs> for a living. You know, I had to play a whole bunch of games, and I like to pop between the two of them, and I can't do that. And I, each one has to load up. It is. It is annoying. That's the biggest first world problem in the history of all time yeah it's, <laughs> like, it's, but you know it but it's this is why you pay 500 dollars for a new system right to get away get, to get rid of those minor annoyances right and i think xbox has done a great job like i wish i had more reasons to play my xbox i really did i i just all my <laughs> games are on playstation which is my own fault because i bought most of my games on playstation Dummy. so that's where that's <laughs> big old idiot so that's where i'm spending most of my time but man this ui on xbox is so easy to go through and you can customize everything yeah you can that's customize cool. your home page to exactly what you want on that home page so that i can get to the games that i want to right away it feels like a computer you know which is what everyone was kind of saying that like you know we're kind of heading in that world and they they are computers more or less Everything's a computer at this point. My milk is a computer. Uh, but the the Xbox, it does. It feels like a smartphone or something. Like, it is customizable. It's so easy to use. It's so quick. I feel like I could plug it in, show it to my mom, and my mom would be able to figure it out. 
Oh, definitely. Like I, I mean, you could give. I'm, I'm trying to find a Series X really bad because like the Series S is something that you can put in the living room for everybody to use because all they have to do is just uh, turn on that um, Xbox controller. And again, everything is right there on that front page. Do you know how hard it would be for you to tell your parents how to access your uh, media in the PlayStation, how to navigate through all those men- menus to get to the Netflix? Yeah, hold, hold on. Alex, do you want to be on the podcast? No. You don't want to be on the podcast? Why? Because I want to show, like, do you understand how to use a PS5? Do you have a, I feel like you're good at hopping between certain apps on the PS5, but do you understand the PS5? Turn it off. My wife knows how to turn it off. Can you hear my wife right now? Yeah, and that's hard. I, <laughs> yeah, it it is took hard. me, it, and your wife doesn't play a lot of video games. I've been playing video she games since no I video was games. eight. I, I took me a while to figure out how to turn off that damn thing. Yeah, yeah it's it hard. Patrick had to show me like five times. Yeah, I had to show her multiple times. I don't know if you can hear but her from her. I can hear. To turn off the, the Xbox? The Xbox. How so? Maybe because you're used to the oh, This is a hot take. This is a it hot is a take. Hot right take. Right when take when right she right comes right. on, she comes in with scolding hot takes. I know, man. <laughs> That's what I'm about. She's derailing our entire conversation right now. Yeah, thanks a lot, Alex. <laughs> no, Alex, thank you for real, though. Thank you, Alex. And he says thank you. He sounded very condescending when he said that. No, I did not. <laughs> Golly. Uh, that completely ruined the entire podcast. You have the one um, wife that I like, and that's the one wife I want to like me. Wow, like, that's do a that. hot take right there. Yeah, I like um, I, I'm going to get off of that topic before we say something we don't want to say. I, um, before my friends who listen to this call me, like, what did you say about you my wife? You son of a bitch. Oh, you don't like when she cooks for you? Sorry, sorry. So. <laughs> now it's getting really real. Oh, um, shit. Here's what I find really interesting about the MLB The Show thing, besides just the base level of everything. Xbox has been on a tear of buying up a whole bunch of studios, right? (laughs) And then now they're also getting other games from other studios and getting it on their platform. I don't know why. why, What's the incentive for PlayStation to do this? Because the sales from Xbox, did Xbox just come with a big number for this game specifically? And since they own the studio and makes it, they're going to get a cut of it regardless of what platform it sells on. And now, does that set up the thing... I don't know. It's just something like this happens and then it opens up a door for a whole bunch of things. Like, are we going to see God of War on Xbox? And I wonder if Sony's going to do some vindictive ass shit now. Maybe. Like, because Sony is in the past has done some stuff. If Microsoft announces something, they're like, well, well, watch this. So, do do you see, do we see Sony coming in and like, (laughs) no, well, Microsoft has to deal with EA. Never mind. Do we see Sony coming in? Who's left? Who can Sony come in and make deals with? I don't know. And it seemed like Microsoft came in. Like, all the big players. Rare's over there on Microsoft. Bethesda's over there. Bethesda's over there on Microsoft. Yeah. EA had to deal with Microsoft. Uh, so, like, most of the EA games are coming straight to Game Pass, which is also crazy. You can play all the new sports games on Game Pass right away. Well, and the is- show now, too. And, it's like, if you have... Game Pass is the best offering in gaming. I think everyone knows that, but nobody talks about it enough. It's just, like, kind of tossed out I there, think- like, flippantly. And, like, it is. It's no doubt the best thing. And we talk about, like, oh, there's Netflix for gaming. We already kind of have it. It's Game Pass. Yeah, it is Game Pass. Yeah. It is. It, I, and I think people are talking about it, but I think people are also, like... It's Microsoft, right? And I think Microsoft had such a bad last couple of years with not giving any games that it's hard for people like us to be positive about Microsoft. And I think, and you know, if you follow a lot of Xbox people like I do, they have been raving about this stuff for years, but people are like, shut up, dude, you don't have games. Nerd. Like, shut up, you don't have games. Get some games, dude, and then maybe we can talk, bro. Get games, but, bro. Yeah, bro. Where are your bro, games, bro? Bro, bro, bro? bro, get the games, bro. But exactly. now that, like, both systems don't have games... People are really looking at PlayStation 5 like, dude, what are you offering right now? Like, Xbox is making all... Microsoft and Xbox are making all of these moves. Sony and PlayStation, what are you guys doing? Like, what are you what are you all doing right now? I saw... There was a thread on Reddit, and it was on the Xbox Reddit, so, I mean, obviously, it's a little bit biased. But somebody was saying, you know, uh, it's undeniable that Phil Spencer has done a fantastic job and, like, turned Absolutely. Xbox around since he jumped in. And I was like, yeah, but has he? And I was like, wait, no, like, yeah, literally, he totally has. Like, almost all of this is directly because of Phil Spencer. And... What Phil Spencer says is genuine, like, all the time. Like, I don't feel like that guy is really spinning PR a lot. I think no, he basically never, means never. everything that he's saying. No, Phil Spencer's one of those dudes in games that I will never be negative about. Because it seems like as soon as he got hired into Microsoft, that Xbox has been going at steady incline. Mm-hmm. A steep incline. I'll even go a steep incline. Because, wow. like, the stuff that he's brought into that Xbox, 
it's been amazing. It really has been amazing. And I don't think Phil Spencer's even the type of dude that's going to... I don't think we're going to see these Bethesda games. I'll be very surprised, and you can step on my toes if we see these Bethesda games as exclusive only to Xbox. I think you're right. And when people were saying that at first, I'm like, that's such a stupid business strategy. Like, why would you do it? And be like, well, because that's their entire thing, dude, is just like expanding gaming and then reaping the benefits of having the best system if gaming already is expanded. So Right, right. And I think if you... Because right now, I, I, I really think we're going to see a sudden shift. I think people who have had these PlayStations, you're starting to see it a little bit more. You're seeing like a lot of these people in media, the gatekeepers, where we get a lot of this information, a lot of them are starting to turn on their PlayStation. And a lot of them, I, I'm serious, <laughs> I'm seeing a lot more negative press towards PlayStation. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot more positive press towards Microsoft. So I feel like, and we said this, I feel like there's going to be a shift in the next couple of years where you're going to see more Xbox Series Xs and Ss flying off the shelves and we're going to see more people migrating back to Xbox. The same thing happened with PlayStation 3, or PlayStation, excuse me, PlayStation 4, when people went from the PlayStation 3 to the PlayStation 4 era, 360 to the Xbox One era. People were not satisfied with the Xbox One, yeah. so they went to the PlayStation 4. I really feel like we're going to see a migration. And then you have the Series S, which isn't expensive, it's not as powerful, but you can purchase that and still play all these games for, for $15 a month. And then you have the Series X, which looks like it's performing better on par or better than the PlayStation 5 in a lot of instances. So I, I feel like the dynamic is it's coming. It's going to be a year or two, but I feel like it's coming. Yeah, I, it's so funny because I'm so rarely right about anything. But we were right about this. <laughs> I mean, we can go back to old podcasts and listen to us saying exactly this. It's just like they were setting up a chessboard and waiting for it to finally tip in that favor. And now it's actually starting to happen. And this is what they've been doing the whole time. And it is happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited, honestly, because I ha- I own a Series S. I'm I'm trying desperately to get a Series X because now I'm just like you're getting both of them. I I'm gonna keep the Series S and the Series X. I'm gonna I think I'm gonna put the Series S in the living room because it's easier to manage, and then it's gonna be like a media our media box, and then the Series X will be in my room, and I'll play games on it. And you have one PS5, and I have one PS5. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm I have the discless PS5. I don't know which one you have. I have the disc PS5. Okay, um, I have the discless PS5. And I, you know, I, I'll keep it until the PS5 Pro because my PS4 Pro was like my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that thing, and it, it did me well for a long time. But yeah, I'm looking at mine right now. It feels. Sad. I kind of wish I wouldn't have bought a PS5. I wish I would have followed the advice that I gave to most, multiple of my friends because I told multiple friends of mine who were trying to get a PS5, like, don't get it right now. Just That's because you were trying to raise your own chances of being able. That's to get true. A PS5. That's also true. I'm Shady. selfish and I'm a dick. Um, <laughs> but you know, I also like genuinely believe that, and I'm kind of right that there is no point to getting these consoles until the PlayStation 5 Pro. Like, we don't have a Horizon announcement. We don't have a Gears of War. Uh, Gears of War. We don't have a God of War yeah. announcement. We don't have any big uh, games coming out for 2021. Um, it looks like a lot of games are being pushed back for 2022. It seems like Cyberpunk has a lot of games being scared to be re- released um, broken. We're going to see even less games be released with this Outlanders outcry that, that we're going to talk about shortly. Outriders. Outriders. I don't know why I keep saying Outlanders. Man, that that show about that lady going in the past to get her some dick. I cannot stop thinking about that to, <laughs> that show. Um, even if that's – it might be High Riders that – oh, God. I don't, it's out, no, it's Outlander. Outlander, that's the name. Outlander, but there was another Highlander too, right? Wasn't that but the about? Highlander was with – that was back in the 80s with uh, Sean Connery. And then there's also Skylanders, which is the Spyro, the dragon spinoff. <laughs> okay, all right. Now I'm going to be really confused. Okay. It's too much. So, yeah, but anyway, back to my – like, you, you, we saw Gotham Knights. We, we saw that get pushed back. Yep. Um, what else – what other big games did we see get pushed back? Halo yeah. got pushed back. Well, yeah, Halo um, got pushed back. I'm anticipating Horizon getting pushed back. Yeah. There's been no announcements on that. There's been so many. Sorry, there was just a really big one, though, that also happened recently. Um, Gotham oh, Knights for – the Hogwarts Legacy game. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I forgot about that. I don't um, care about Harry Potter at all. That uh, garbage fire. Yeah. Back for <laughs> Blood was pushed back to October. Thank you. That's what I was trying to think of. New World. Or what was that one game? Uh, Humankind was put, pushed back. That was like a big PC game, the Civilization game that a lot of yeah. people have been talking about. Um, it's just, it's just you're, uh, we said this too. God, we're right all the time. I take it back. Uh, last year is that you're not going to feel as many of these delays in 2020. You're going to feel them in 2021. Yeah. And then 2022 is going to be like this flood of games, which will be awesome, I guess, if it works out that way. Oh, you're going to have something but, to do yeah. every weekend. <laughs> you're going to be so busy in 2022. Yeah. That's the dream. That's the, the promised land that we're all trying to get to right now is 2022. Yeah. Yeah. 
all the games Gollum got delayed to 2022 yeah it's just there's just a lot and it's just it's not surprising but it does make i just feel bad kind of for like this console launch it was just the worst possible timing across so many different like parameters just a terrible time to have it um but i do i don't even think this anymore i know it like this is the shift that's happening and you're going to see a lot more going on it doesn't mean that games don't matter anymore and playstation still does have like great games and we'll see like you know what the new horizon is or whatever new ips that might be working on that we don't know about yet that might be amazing and kick off but in a world where xbox has new halo coming out what if that game is like the old halos and really does just like drop a bomb on everybody if you have like a massive game to drive people just off the strength of like one ip and then game pass as like the second thing like boom boom you're set up and that's that's all she wrote I mean, all they need, all the only thing they need is for this Halo game to be good. You just, yeah, you just need a big game. Like you That's need you a need. big game. Yeah, because I, 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 I think you still need that. I think so. I think I agree with you, and I believe that if this Halo game comes out and it's like the game that people are waiting for with Halo, and I'm not, it, does, it needs to be a lot more than the old Halo, right? Because it can't yeah. just be old Halo. Because you know the way gamers are nowadays, they'd be like. This is just whoa, whoa. so uh, you, it's gonna have to do some new stuff. But I, I honestly think with this delay, with the way Phil Spencer's kind of helming his studios, the way he's kind of like guiding his ship, the way Sea of Thieves rolled out, the way like, and I, I bring up Sea of Thieves because I think that's a Microsoft game that ro- came out with a lot of uproar, and then like the things that they've added to that game over time has made it a really competent game mm-hmm. like if we see more things like that and we see these developers and we that feel supported by microsoft rather than like being crunched on and like i i think we're gonna see a shift and i like i like you said i think if halo's good i cannot tell you a single other microsoft exclusive right now <laughs> right but if halo is good and let's say we get Everwild. Let's say Halo and Everwild. I don't even think Everwild is going to be coming out soon. But do you have an idea of what other games we're getting for Microsoft soon? No. I'm trying to think. There's like the Bethesda games that we know. Like I know we have Avowed. I know Fable. Like I know games that are rumored, but I don't know anything that's coming (laughs) out. Yeah, but we know those in like an abstract, you know, like, oh, they exist in some capacity somewhere. We have no idea like how far along they are, like anything about that. So like even talking about games like that are so far beyond like – I guess you could even say that about the Bethesda games. Like, what do we know about Starlink? When is that? Or Starfield, whatever the hell. I, we don't know anything. Okay, yeah. so let me walk it back a little bit. So, because I don't know any Xbox exclusives, so there goes that. My argument's dead right there. But let's just say these third-party games that are being released for both consoles. Let's just say Microsoft Xbox comes out and these games are performing way better on xbox Mm -hmm. so that's an incentive for you to go buy your xbox because you just know there's only going to be third-party games out right now that gets you hooked and then if the halo game is good and you bring out like everwild or another xbox exclusive that's like a a raved that really good game i think that's it i think that's all you need i agree with you because playstation's got to do a lot of retconning right now and they can do it sony can do it because they have the money to do it but you know will they yeah, I don't know. Um, and the thing is, is that they're already on top. So like you said, I think people, I think there's just a, a tendency to get a little bit more complacent when you're on top, you know, it not, it's weird. Cause I, like, I don't really have major issues with Sony. I think they do a really great job, but mm-hmm. I, Same here. I just feel like tides are shifting a little bit. And if I was Sony, I would be very cognizant of that happening. And they could be, they could be, sure, and, yeah. but they're quiet. They're, they're, they're so quiet right now. Um, and there's so many issues with this PlayStation 5 that have not been fixed yet. So we'll see. Maybe there's a big yearly update coming up in November that's going to, you know, add quick, quick resume and, you know, fix the external hard drive problems and maybe, like, make the UI more customizable. Um, but as of right now, man, they have to, they have to do something. I and I know it's very early. It's very, very early. But you don't want to have an Xbox One situation where you're waiting two to three to four years to start reacting to what people are saying well because the lead late. time for all this stuff too is like you don't have it it's not nimble enough to turn around that quickly you know it's like not once you're sunk once it's at like the three-year mark yeah it is so i i mean you hit the nail on the head they they have they have to do something now that they, yeah. they have to fix it now or they have to come out with a statement saying they have to cyberpunk it like this <laughs> is our roadmap for the next year like and I'm not saying the PlayStation Five is broken because it's still a decent system, but yeah, I'm using it right of, now. <laughs> there's a lot of issues, like a lot of issues that I am not seeing on the mic on the um, um, 
Xbox. And if Xbox comes out and they start developing controllers that have haptic feedback, mm-hmm. that's game over. And they've already come out and said, like, would you like to see more of the PlayStation feature, controller features added to Xbox? So they're already coming for your lunch. And they so, have that feedback loop, you know? Like, they really do listen and respond to, like, what players are saying, where I feel like Sony doesn't do that nearly as much. Yeah, no, they don't have to. Yeah. They don't need to. I Before we move on to the next topic, just because it came up way at the beginning of the podcast, and it's just something that always drives me nuts. <laughs> People, and they're true, they're right about this, right? Like, if you get a game through Game Pass, you don't really own it. Like, you got it through Game Pass, and you still have to have an active Game Pass account to, like, play the game. Do you really own anything that you buy digitally? You know, no, you don't. You don't I'm, actually okay. own anything. This is a good. I didn't. I wasn't prepared to talk about this. Um, Sorry, it's like one of my most. It's one of my pet peeves and drives me nuts. No, but this is a really good conversation because um, there was that story that was released this week. Again, another big story that a lot of people didn't talk about, and I didn't follow follow it closely because um, I only saw it come off of VideoGamesChronicle.com. I don't mm-hmm. know how good of a site that is because there's so many niche sites coming out these days that just produce that just pump out bullshit just to get clicks (laughs) yeah um so they came out and they said over 2,000 digital only games will no longer be available for purchase when sony closes the psp ps vita and ps3 sources summer Mm -hmm. um i know you can't purchase them but what rights do you have for like a um developer or a um a publisher comes out and they says we don't want this game on market at all so like let's say we have like a dr seuss situation i don't want to bring this up i know this is stupid for me no, to bring but I know up. What you mean. um let's say we have a situation where this game did not age well mm-hmm. let's talk about deus ex could i talk about deus ex let's say they come out and they're like you know what this slave woman or this black woman that talks like a slave and is digging out of trash like we want to take this entire game out we mm-hmm. don't want to just remove this character we want to remove yeah, this just, entire the game is game gone the Goodbye, yeah. if i own the game is that still mine? Or do can they have the right and be like, you know, anyone who purchased this game, we want to remove it completely so it, it, you can't play it at all. Yeah, and then you get in a situation like with PT with Hideo Kojima where like only the actual hardware that had it downloaded on there is the only way to access that game. Now the game's just gone, you know? Exactly. Like, and I mean, this is the problem with digital ownership in general. And we, sorry, two things. First off, I just brought this up like as a thing that we didn't <laughs> plan on talking about. And then B, neither of us are lawyers and we really benefit from somebody who understands this stuff. Because it, it's something that happens in Hollywood too. And people have covered this for a while. But it's, if I buy a movie on Amazon, I don't actually own it. And if Amazon decides that that's no longer on there, it's just gone. And I don't have it anymore. And I don't get a refund. That's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. It's absolutely insane. And this that's is crazy. like, I, I don't know. There's definitely... Look, if you're saying that, like, everything you own has to be, like, cash that you stuff into your mattress, like, sure, you can go that way, like, way too far. But if you're also saying that, like, it's fine to have everything be digital and nothing backs it up with tangible, like, products, I I think that's, frankly, just as insane as thinking the other way. There needs to be, yeah. like, a balance between these things. Yeah, and it's something that we need to talk about quickly because we've seen two stories like this this week. I mean, yeah. Super Mario um, collection, yeah. the Mario Thank you. collection. Thank yes, Yeah, exactly was uh i didn't i didn't know this i i saw people see and like this is why i'm so dumb i saw people complaining about this when it was first announced i didn't realize that it was a timed release and i didn't realize that this game that everybody likes so much the um the uh, battle royale mario game game rock i didn't know that it was a time release so someone like you who's really a, really liked it and i saw you play this a lot mm-hmm. it's gone now yeah, and they didn't play it anymore. They, and they tell you, but only like, look, I'm in the press and I get like press releases, right? Like if I didn't know and I just pulled it up, like I don't, I want to verify this. I don't want to just say this. But even if I don't, it wasn't like every time you load it up, it's like you only can play this game until then. Maybe they put that in the last week. I don't know. It's been a while since I played it. But I do know when I first started playing, it wasn't like, oh, you have a year to play this and then it's gone, you know? So it wasn't something that was constantly pumped in your face. See that's and I see that's why I got confused because I saw the news reports and yeah. people were like, "Oh, hurry up and buy Super Mario sixty four uh, Galaxy and uh, yeah, three D uh, All Stars the collection. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, three D All Stars. Well, hurry up and buy that. And I purchased it like day of because I wanted to have uh, Galaxies because I've never played it. Um, but still, like the fact that it's a time release, are we going to see more of these? Is that what Sony and Microsoft will start doing? Uh, and I know you know we we already had time releases before where like something is offered on Microsoft first and then it's offered on Sony, but are we going to see things where it's just like oh no you have a thirty day window to purchase this and it's gone forever, and that that's scary to me. 
It's I don't scary know if I like. Too. I don't like that at all. Me either, because it feels manipulative. Because it's just like it, it's forcing a fake scarcity of goods, which is like that doesn't actually exist. This game can exist forever. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're just you're trying to drive up like profits or sales because of something you decided and mandated out of nothingness. Right. Right. And so, no, I don't like it, and I don't really like everything going digital with nothing to back it up, especially things that I'm paying for. Like, it's just, it's that convenience, you know? It's just like, yeah. it, and they're so preying on that. Exactly, exactly. And like, I'm the type that, I have to change the way I purchase games now, because now I like regret that I purchased Monster Hunter Rise digitally, okay. and I'm like, man, I should have really purchased this game. The games that I really care about, I'm probably gonna have to purchase them physically now. Yeah, but then it's an extra hurdle, and this is what sucks too. Because like, uh, first off, I, I definitely am not trying to stand in the way of progress, and I am also, I'm also not trying to be a hypocrite. Like, look, it's so easy to buy stuff off of Amazon. It's so easy to yeah. like just download a game digitally. Like, it's so simple to do that, and it's undeniably like an easier user experience, and it's more enjoyable. But there's a trade-off, and if you are okay with what might happen, you know this could lead to something where like you don't own everything ever and like a giant conglomerate decides what you own and do not own i don't know man it's just like we're so close to blade runner like terminator in so many ways and it's so boring like you watch those movies and it's like so exciting and like there's killer robots but in reality it's just like you're yeah the future's boring yeah you're just a fat loser sitting on your couch be like i do want mario swipe and and it's so cliche for us because we're always like yelling about something because we're old and we're, we're <laughs> old and we think we're better than people. So this is what old and better people who think they're better than people do. Um, but still, it's it's scary. It's scary, especially as like I want to own this stuff, and yeah. um, it's hard to catalog this stuff, right? And you talk about this all the Whoa, time. Yes, I do. So, like, um, if we're giving so much power to these corporations to like just be able to take pick and choose when they allow these games to be playable by us yeah that's something that's you know that should something that we should be tweeting yelling about but rather we want to yell at a game developer for not having a game ready when we want it ready right that's the stuff that we want to yell about but the stuff that's actually going to affect us and stuff that's going to affect our money like we don't want to say anything about it we kind of we kind of just accept it like that's the thing about gaming community that i'm always just like our priorities are so mixed up and they've always been so mixed up for so so many years um and like you see some people complain about it but like the vast majority is going to go with what people are yelling about and no one's ever yelling about anything that's positive or anything that's going to affect the gaming industry in a positive way what you just said is exactly what it is. It's the priorities here are completely messed up. And here's the thing that's really screwed up about all of it is, is that what seems like a priority is only because six people who work at the six bigger outlets in video games decided that it was. It's like a group of literally less than 20 people deciding what's a story and what's not a story. And like they just get to decide and can make a controversy out of literally nothing if they decide to do it. You know, it's complete madness and it's not reflective of what the industry is actually like. It would be certainly not reflective of what the industry is like, the people who actually work in the gaming industry. And I want to be very clear here too. Being press and covering an industry does not make you a part of the industry. I am not a game designer. I am not a game developer. I don't understand what that does. It might as well be magic to me. And just because I cover it and know a lot of people in it does not mean I'm part of the industry. It's true and it's freaking ridiculous. And it's the same thing with Hollywood too. Like, if you cover scoops and castings, you're not really in Hollywood. You're not on set or putting together scripts. I, I don't agree. I don't disagree with you. I, just stop aggrandizing yourself, you know? And the, by saying that, by the way, does not discount what you do as a living. It's still important for people to cover this. But it's just like, just do a better job of doing it. Or talk to the people who actually work in it, you know? Yeah. Don't talk to the people who already agree with what you're going to say on right. something. Just to reinforce that. And if somebody says something that you don't agree with, be like, oh, well, their opinion doesn't matter. They don't count as a game developer. Screw you. Of course they do. They work in the industry. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm just going to say this because we talk about this all the time. Um, but I kind of, we should change this podcast to something around press because I feel like we talk more about video game press than anything else. Yeah, I do. I try not to as much because it's just, look, I'm, that's the third thing too is like, I'm, I complain about bias, but I have my own bias too. Of course I do. I'm a human being. But oh, of course. It, We're it, all it, human. Yeah. Yeah. But God, dude, it's just, it could, it could be so much better. It could be so much better. And there's so many things that don't get covered. Like, I don't know. There's just lots of things that I really wish people did more. What, what is something that you wish would get more coverage that's not getting coverage right now? Game developers. I want people to know their names the way that they know, like, a director, you know? And people don't. And people don't care, like, who made your game. Like, who's the director of Cyberpunk? How many people actually know the answer to that question? Because they're not a celebrity. And it, it seems like people care more about the person covering the game than 
like you said, I feel like a lot of people that are covering these games are think that they're in the industry and they're regarded as they're in the industry and they're not. Um, yeah, people know right. their name and not the creative person who actually made the game. Right, and it, you know, it's going to be pretty soon. It's going to be to the point where like you see these big names leave studios and you're not going to know what it means, right? And then you're going to see like these big names get hired to studios. People still do that. It's crazy. It's it, it, it's crazy. Look at Jade well, Raymond. I mean, a lot of people know who Jade Raymond is, but I mean, like, how many people actually know her by name? No one. Yeah, and she ran, she ran the studio department at Stadia. You know, which sucks because like that got shut down. And then she basically like made Assassin's Creed and like yeah. a lot of and people. Sucks. Yeah, it's it's nuts, and people don't know her name. And she's just one example too. And I don't know. This this makes me nuts too. There's so many talented like wonderful people in this industry who aren't getting their due and so many of them are people who were constantly saying like we want to highlight these types of voices and be like well you don't even know the people who are doing it that's the thing like oh there's no studio execs who are like females in this industry well there's not a ton but there are quite a few and they're really great and it'd be awesome if like you spoke to them because they're out there yeah and so, like, highlight them yeah highlight them if you're gonna conf- if you're going to complain about not enough african americans not enough women not enough a certain latino demographic in video games then highlight the ones that are in it give them guest spots grant make it your front page make it interesting make it fun and have them talk to these kids on how they can get into the industry that's i'm I'm getting on my soapbox real quick i work with black and excuse me i'm getting frustrated i work with black and brown kids who would love to get in this industry. And do you know what they tell me all the time? I can't do this because it's a white people thing. So do you know how you combat this problem? You exp- you bring out the African-Americans, the Latinx, the Asian-Americans, the Japanese, I, I mean, everyone from all court, and you highlight them. You have a guest speaker, you have a podcast, you have an interview, you put them on camera, you make them, you make it fun. So these kids can look at these things and see, okay, so this is what I have to do. I need to get into HTML coding. I'm speaking out of my ass. I don't know what they have to do. I have to get into <laughs> HTML coding. I should probably learn how to use Adobe. I should probably learn how to do this. So these kids are gearing themselves up in high school and junior high so they know what type of schools they can get into so that they're preparing themselves for this industry. This is how you get the younger generation involved. Mm-hmm. But if you're highlighting the same white men and the same two white women that are doing the same thing, you're not going to get the diversity and you're not going to get the people that you want into. And I shouldn't say white woman because you don't see any white woman. But, but if you're highlighting the same white men over and over again, then you're not going to get these young minority kids. I hate using the name minority, but I'm on a soapbox. You're not going to get these young white uh, woman, young people into it. Mm-hmm. You're just not going to get into it because they're not going to see themselves into the industry. Sorry, right. I went on a tangent right no, now. No, I completely agree with you. And even beyond... There's just there's nobody even focusing on the people who are making games, you know. No, like they're not. Uh, you're just you're not interviewing people who are doing. You're like you're more interested in writing an op-ed on whatever the game is and having your opinion be about the game. But like I kind of want to know who made the game and how they made the game and how they and, put it together. And don't get me wrong, there are there. Sorry, yeah, I'm just, this is very wide. Very <laughs> yes, and you know, very few people are doing it. I know, like I talk about no clip all the time. Daniel Dwyer's um, crowdfunded media company. Uh-huh. They create video game documentaries that are ex- wonderful. If you have time, go to NoClip, go to his Patreon, send him some money. I watch them all the time. Uh, for like, a long time, he's been doing this too, by the way. I, and Danny O'Dwyer is dope. We, I, I have no relationship. You, I know you don't. I don't know if you I've know I've never him, met but, him, like, actually. I think that's his, sorry, not that I know everybody, but it's like it's not that big of an industry. I know, but he's doing something on Roller Coaster Tycoon right now. Yeah. And like, I love Roller Coaster Tycoon. Like, I would love to know more about I grew up with Roller Coaster Tycoon, hours and hours of that game in a junior high, elementary school. So, like, stuff like that. So, there are people doing it, but, like, are the major gatekeepers, the ones that are getting the most views and the most likes, they're doing little to nothing on it. And, uh, I don't know, I, I, I don't know what it's like. I've never, I've never worked for a big video game outlet. I've worked for big outlets, but when I was at my outlet, it was obviously the person covering video games. I know it was certainly like that with Hollywood, but I don't know how it was with games. But it certainly seems that way from the outside. And it, it, I, I don't even, I fault them, kind of. But I also understand, like, if that's what's driving the most clicks, which drives the most revenue, like, I understand it from a business perspective. But I also know that, like, you're running other things that I'm sure aren't getting clicks, and you're still running them. You know, like, little things about indie games that you just decided because you were a fan of it. So, like, I don't know, just talk to more people in the industry is what I really want to see. I want these people to be spotlighted more because I truly think they're some of the greatest artists who are living right now or working in the medium of making games. 
and I wish these niche companies too, like these smaller companies that are trying to make it big, they won't just like repeat what these bigger IGN game informers, Kotaku's are perform- you know, are putting out there. Mm-hmm. I wish they would, because these developers, I mean, they talk to us when we were to Donkey Kong artists. I mean, they want to talk to you and they will talk to you. You can cover it. It's not going to bring you a bunch of revenue and it's not going to bring you a bunch of views, but if more and more people do it, you know, you can increase the increase the engagement, increase the interest in knowing what a game developer does and knowing what an executive producer does. Do, do you know what an executive – I don't know what an executive producer – I would love to have more interviews with executive producers. Knowing what the art designer around a game mm-hmm. does. Like these are all very great – maybe this is something that we can do, but these are all like we can start like a career speaker series where well, we talk to different people. But So we're brushing up against something that um... – I'm in very early stages of doing of literally exactly this, which is why I'm also very passionate about this. And the person that I might be working with on this is also very passionate about it. Um, this, uh, look, I'm saying this and I'm obviously bad because I want it to happen, but this needs to happen. This needs to happen. The industry has to be more accountable for itself. It needs to start cultivating the next generation that's going to get into it, especially now that it's the biggest media that there is for media. And somebody needs to be chronicling this. We need to care about the past mm-hmm. of this. We need to care about the future of this. And we need to care about the present and the people who are making it right now. And right now, I find that very lacking across the industry. And I, sorry, this is like getting so serious and such a soapbox. But it, it is true, and it's one of the major things that makes this industry seem, I hate this, but I just know how it's viewed from other things. It's either something I can make money off of this quickly if I own a movie studio. Or, oh, it's like that's the little, that's the little brother. That's the younger right. sibling thing and it's not and i i just want it to be reflected this is high art in lots of ways and i want it to be treated as such yeah and i agree with you and from an education point of view like this is something that's very necessary because these are stem careers yeah Uh, these are careers that involve a a great deal of math Um, these are careers that involve i mean can lead to engineering these are uh, these are careers that if you get get kids into coding and kids into um, computer analytics and things like that like and i could be, i'm bringing up words whatever um <laughs> you're going like you said the next generation is going to be engaged it's going to be a diverse generation where we're not going to run into a bunch of issues like we're running into now you're going to have more ideas or people trying to um, make accessibility options for more of those people because you're going to have more diverse uh, more diverse people that are working in your industries so i you know it's necessary and i think the the counselors that you work with teachers that you work with that are working in the country they are very very open to working with any type of people that are going to expose our students to different things so any way that i can you can bring this to my students let me know but like i know we we got real serious and this sounds like a networking meeting but i absolutely (laughs) agree with you this is something that's needed because i run i'm not bullshitting i run into kids i'm a job developer i run into this all the time where kids are so they spend all their time on youtube Mm mm-hmm researching and looking at video games and watching video game reporters and they want to get into it so badly but when i ask them i tell them these are the steps that you need to take well what do you know this is a white man's industry i can't do this i can't be cool and do this like we 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 can make major moves to changing that yeah and i think that they're maybe not as daunting as people might think that they are you know this is we're at a great opportunity to do this right now and this is the time to do it and i I mean, selfishly, I want to be a part of it just because I want to help the industry. But I mean, even if, even if it wasn't me or somebody else doing it, it just it needs to happen. And I want to see yeah. it happen just for the industry. But yeah. frankly, I can't remember who said this to me. I think it was, I mean, you hear people like Phil say this and you hear people like Reggie used to say this and stuff. But it's, it's more about moving the industry forward. And I know that Jeff says this a lot, Jeff Keeley. You know, like it's, it's bigger than what I'm doing. It's more about the entire industry here. <laughs> I sound like I'm right. ass kissing a whole bunch of like right. important people, but I'm not. I'm, yeah, I not. literally heard them say this, um, and that's what's more important here. Like, move it forward. If I benefit from it, great. You know, because like I have to live my life. But even if I wasn't doing it, I'm glad because I care about this industry and I want it to happen anyway. Yeah, and like you made a good point of moving the industry forward. Like it, it the video people who play video games do not look like who they who, who play video games 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think it's there was a report that came out that like almost fifty percent of the people that are playing video games today are young women, so th- it needs to change. And like I, I keep talking about my students and everything. You would be surprised how many young ladies. I actually I shouldn't say it. I was surprised because I sit in a bubble. I was surprised by how many of my young students, my young lady students who play Halo, Call of Duty, Fortnite, like they are playing the same games that you think 
you stereotypically would think boys are playing. So we need to do a better operate. We need to do a better. We all need uh, to do better about exposing these young people to what the industry actually looks like. And the industry is looking more diverse, and we it, it, it needs to look like that. It needs to look like what the audience looks like, in my opinion. Same with my our schools. Like yeah, you can't no, I, have a school that's full of black and brown kids with all white people. Like this, your employees need to match what your clientele looks like. In my opinion, no, I. I love this conversation. Sorry, you dipped out a little bit there for a second. So if it, it might sound weird if you didn't dip out on the thing. I just said, oh, in the middle of like your okay. <laughs> really touching thing. Um, but anyway, you seem to be back now. Regardless, this is a really great topic. And I I mean, we should dedicate an entire episode to this, honestly, especially now that we're ending in the doldrums of a We should shave month. our whole business model around this. This yes. is what we should be talking about. I agree. I think this stuff is really important. That said, we're running out of time today. All right. So unfortunately, uh, our rants about the uh, the woes of society has taken up the majority of our time but it was a good conversation i'm really glad that we had it yeah. and i think it's important yeah. uh, but it does leave us at the end of our podcast um so oh. as always i just want to thank everybody so much for listening and like i said at the beginning i vow to do these significantly more with a regular cadence that was a really weird way of saying it. i'm going to do this more regularly eddie and i have both vowed to doing this more and uh this podcast is probably my favorite thing that i've done in my entire career so i would like to do it Aww. more regularly oh yes it's fun so check for the podcast every other week we're going to try to stop the every week because we pat has a baby coming and i have a job coming back <laughs> so uh yeah so check for the podcast every other week we might do like game updates every week. So in between those every other week podcasts, come through, look at the SoundCloud. We're gonna get the website back up running. Mm-hmm. We might just have some impressions on games we're playing. We might just do like a what are you playing every every week and then do the every other week the new stuff. Yeah, what, I think just like a lot easier. Just in general, like a lot more content coming from us, regardless if it's like a full podcast or whatever it is, we're gonna be doing a lot more stuff. If you have any suggestions or anything, always open to that. We're kinda just uh, having fun and wanna do a lot of different cool stuff. So Yeah, and if you want to contribute anything, let us know. Um we're open to anything. Uh we're just restarting this. So uh this is Pat and I's baby. This is something that we're both we love. We've been doing this for no money for what, four or five years now? Holy God, really? Jesus. Um, yeah, so, yeah, follow us, Donkey Kong Artists, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook. We're getting it all back started, so. And we're on iTunes. Yes, we're on, and Spotify. Oh, so, yeah, oh, yeah, man, man, we're yes, everywhere. Yes, we are everywhere, so. We're super easy to find. Just type in Donkey Kong Artists. We're in your mom's up. bedroom, too. Oh, Booyah. yeah. Sorry. That's Sorry, the type little... of content that you can expect from us. Yeah. Just eyebrow quality. And we cussing so. now. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sh- really. yeah. Shit. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Right, thank, thank you, you everybody. <laughs> we love you. Love you. Talk right about away, video right away. Game. Stop, stop yelling at Outriders. Yeah, seriously. Yeah.